Welcome, dear listener, to the 12 Days of Crombie. And this recording, well, it's all about Die Hard. Welcome. Yes, it's the 12 Days of Crombie. My name is Dr. James Evans Esquire. Who's driving this car? Stevie Wonder. And I am Hugh. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> and I will say, <laughs> yeah, come on. This, this is the most quotable movie ever made. I could literally have plucked 50 of these. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Um, like, yeah, oh, I was just going to get into it then. I was just going to get straight into it. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Even from the first moment you see Hans Gruber as well, he comes, he comes up quoting Lost Worlds. When Alexander stuff. saw the breadth of his domain, <laughs> he wept for the animal. Well, Chukonka. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. We could stop there. It's like, we should put a caveat on Die Hard before we go. It is, you know. This this movie has absolutely stood the test of time. It's it's, it's a it's a pop oh, culture icon, and you yeah, if you've not seen it, you implored to watch it. It's I think it holds up incredibly well, and it's it, it also does. it's also now passed through. I think the um almost the meme of is Die Hard a Christmas movie because a couple of years ago there was a kind of a there was an ongoing joke. It's like it is, it isn't. Is it's yeah. quite clearly a Christmas movie. We'll, we'll oh, easily how, a Christmas yeah, movie. how Christmassy yeah. it is will come in our rating at the end. But there's there's you know there's no doubt about it. this sits among other Christmas movies. Well, well, spoiler alert, I think it's very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Indeed. Well, uh, I wouldn't. I, I was going to agree with you, but I leave my audience in suspense. Uh, oh, there we go. There we using go. the same tightly tuned plotting that Die Hard does. <laughs> uh, so we, we're going to we're going to just rattle through the the, the, Look, the we've plot. We've all seen it. Yeah, we've, we've all seen, seen it. it. So yeah. uh, it begins. Apart, John... apart from apart from that Vietnam soldier, the, the Viet Cong who got lost in the jungle in the seventies. And it's just emerged. He's the only person who's not seen Die Hard. He's probably seen why, it. To why would Viet Cong get lost in his own jungle? Well, they, they were in Cambodia. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they, they stumbled across the uh, the border. The jungles are all different in Cambodia. They look different. They feel different. They smell different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's detour back onto the path. <laughs> So we, uh, the plot is very straightforward. So John McClane, uh, a New York, a New York City cop, is uh, is traveling to L.A. to reconcile with his estranged wife, who's at a Christmas party in a, a skyscraper belonging to a, a Japanese business. Uh, the business then gets hijacked by a dozen terrorists. Hilarity ensues, uh, and and that's the end. <laughs> I think you don't need to say anymore, do you? Really? That's that's really it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we we will delve into it into the the synopsis, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. It's, you know, the, the, the terrorists, you know, a dozen Europeans led by uh, Hans Gruber of Alan Rickerman. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. McLean, McLean is, is he's, he's running around essentially trying to survive. And uh, yeah. that's also it's, it's in the, the cat and mouseness of the fact of him surviving both the, the building, which is half under construction and, and half you know, kind of high tech um, as, as the terrorists are both chasing him down and continuing with their own plot as well. Yeah. The um the little subplots of you know the police surrounding the building, yeah, it's good, you know, the yeah. hostages trying to you know they, yeah. trying, to, trying to survive <laughs> where the um, FBI turns up, you know it's just uh, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it it's, it's just it's it's and it's two hours and and suddenly two hours of ten. It's a lot of no chaff, movie. is it? But there's no chaff. Not an ounce of fat. That's the yeah. thing. And, it, and again, you can you can think you know this is this is hyperbole. And this could happen. It is that good. It really is. It's just yeah, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, I mean. Uh, we've done the synopsis. That's fine. Let's move on from the synopsis. I think that's the synopsis. You, yeah, you it, it'll that, do. Yeah. You know, just watch it if you if you yeah. really want to watch it. Just watch yeah, and, it. And in um, the meantime, we'll have a jingle so we can get yeah. right into the. So yeah. enjoy your jingle, and uh, we'll be back as post haste. Ah, yes, dear listener, it's Die Hard. Obviously, that was the quickest synopsis run through that we've had in the history of Weekend at Crombies. We've all seen Die Hard, haven't we? It gives but, us but, a little but, bit more. Yeah. You'll go on. I just say, yeah, uh, members of our Patreon can listen to me recount the entire Die Hard uh, for the full two hours ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd be more than happy to oblige. In fact, um, your your full recount of the Die Hard plot was longer than the film, wasn't it, Hugh? Indeed. Um, yes. So there we go. So yeah. I said, try the voices several times just to get the intonation right. 
you did you did i remember it well uh that was that was a long christmas eve yeah because <laughs> alan rickman professional that he is even though this was his first movie at the age of 40 he was yeah. bringing all that theater acting to play hans gruber and he didn't just get you know the the accent just so he the the, the um the the, the sentence the construction yeah. well, no, the, the, the sentence construction because he um for example if he sees when he's like seeing the scale model of the of nakatomi's bridge or whatever he he didn't just say i like the model he goes oh i love to make the scale model when i was a child and this yeah, kind of stuff he's so, it's yeah it's not how Perfect. someone it's not how a native english speaker would speak although it was he's shown he can pretend to be a native english speaker when he has to um yeah. which was another I, fantastic moment uh, with these, uh, really this, good yeah it's yeah. brilliant and you, you, you're right you know because i mean alan rickman was a very famous theater actor wasn't he yeah, but absolutely this was his very first film yeah. what, what a film i know I mean, it makes just, you wonder how he was how he was cast Really? Well, okay, because because who would have thought this one would be a success? You know, Bruce well, Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis was a, a TV star, wasn't he? A, t- a TV comedy star who was yeah. so ill-favored they kept him off the poster to begin with, and yeah, just called it like yeah. Tower Heist. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a, yeah, an English theatrical star that no one had never been on TV. A bunch of kind of randoms and and bit part players, and it just turns into you know one of the most beloved movies of all time. It just go yeah, it just goes to show right what what's important in the film, a tightly plotted. Um, a, t- a tightly plotted film, right? Yeah. Well scripted. You know, this has got a script to die for, doesn't it? It's just an absolutely yeah. perfect script. Yeah. Um, it, it needs it needs filmmaking that is propulsive, dynamic, um, which it has in in spades. And what I love about the film is that every all of the protagonists in this film, all the antagonists, they they seem well rounded, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Even even Al, who is doesn't he doesn't have a lot in it. Yeah. Really? I, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to pluck things out because it, I, there's no point trying to be, be um, no. systematic about this. But things I watched on my umpteenth watching, because I, I saw it again before this viewing, even though I could literally have just done this mm. off the cuff because I've seen it so many times. Um, Carl, the, the entire yeah. the hugely intimidating um, second in command, uh, played by Alexander Godunov. Um, yeah, ballet. Ballet. ballet um, yeah. Professor. I also mean witness. But <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, he moves very well for a big guy, so you'd accept that. Um, he obviously um, is is the, the the physical antagonist to John McClane, and so is, is most of his time ferocious and relentless because John McClane, the first terrorist McClane kills is his brother, so he's he's obviously filled with rage uh, as you'd imagine. But up until that point, he's actually a bit of a joker. It's like it, yeah, it's, is, so, it? yeah. so Carl Carl doesn't begin as this monster who's just rah, rah, rah. No. He's like the the, the, fir- the the first information we get from him is firstly he teases his brother by chainsawing the cables yeah. for his brother's fin. He's like in just to wind him up a bit, saying, "Oh come on, work faster, brother." Buddha. Um, <laughs> and the second thing is he he's um he when Takagi gets executed, he just hands over twenty dollar bill to Theo because they had a little bet on would he give yeah. the code or not. And yeah. so it's only when it, it's flipped. I thought, oh, that's a nice moment. It's not like Carl is is just the monster because in a lesser movie he would just be the killer from the get go. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. a killer because he starts off executing. But it's like, you see what I mean? It's like they they, well, give, exactly, him, they yeah. give him an arc. He gets an arc. <clears throat> yeah, he gets an arc. Yeah, and he does. He, he he doesn't need an arc, does he? But he gets one. Yeah, he so, needs to be a big blonde guy who's chasing yeah, McLean with a machine gun. That's yeah, his arc. Yeah. So he but he also whole arc. no, and but it, it 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 matters because he he needs to be obsessed, doesn't he? He, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, he needs to be obsessed, and that gives him that. That art gives him that obsession. It's uh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you're but right. It also, it also it also gives a third um, motivation to the chase of McLean. Again, so like in the early stages, McLean's trying to get away. Gruber's trying to, to contain him. But if it wasn't for uh, Carl, who doesn't want to contain him, wants to catch him and kill him, you wouldn't have the three different motivations uh, yeah. going into that. And then you get, you get the, 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 the drive of the plot, the conflict going on there. So that was really good. The second thing, um, again, I drew from that is very early on, this movie wastes nothing. We talked about how, how tight it is, how it's mm. not as flat. There's, you know, to establish everything and then get to the action because the action kicks off. So I was thinking, oh, this is the kind of movie where you don't get the first terrorist or 30 yeah. minutes in. Well, it's I was, 10 yeah, minutes I think in. It's, it's 10 minutes in. I was thinking two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. You, you, you probably, it's probably 30, 40 minutes of yeah. build up, isn't it? And it's it isn't... language. Yeah, it's pre- <laughs> first no, 10 minutes in and you're away and you thought they got an awful lot across in those first 10 minutes because. Well, that's, you're right. Yeah, in that 10 minutes, by the time that's finished, you know everything about John McClane, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And you think, okay, so the film just gets to get John McClane from the plane to, to um, the building where Holly is and meet her. But in that, he gets a cab driver, Argyle, who's chatty. Yeah. So we learn about his relationship with Holly yeah. and why he's away. And he the type goes... of person he is, his, his character. 
yeah exactly we go to the we go to the building um where he's yeah he could just say to the building oh you want to see holly she's on the floor he has to type in her name in the building and find out she's yeah. using her maiden name so yeah. all of a sudden he's got the reason to have an argument with her yeah, exactly. when in fact he's going there to reconcile <laughs> but he's now fired up to have an argument which puts him in out out of her view where the terrorists come in so he can escape and it's like they could just have him walk up the building and say hello to her, but all this yeah. information is fed to us. So you're right. So when 10 minutes have gone by, we are completely set up to the character of him. And we're what invested, he's do aren't we? We're invested. Yeah. And that, that, I think, is, is very good script writing. It's, oh, it's fantastic script writing. And e- even right from the very start of the film, when he's on the plane and he has that, that um, interaction with the, the, the air passenger saying, you know yeah. what, the best thing you can do, uh, take your shoes off, take your socks off and, and scrunch your toes up and down. And uh, he, does it in the, uh, he does it in the toilet in the, um, yeah. in the building, doesn't he? <laughs> he says something like, oh, I don't know, he's probably a swear word, isn't it? He goes, yeah. and it, it, it works. You can see it's like, God damn, this works. This yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> and now, now all of a sudden you've got your, your protagonist running around the building. No shoes. shoes on yeah. exactly yeah so that's really yeah. really clever but also but also in that in that exchange about the fist with your toes he then goes he sees the the gun in his um, his holster and says don't worry i'm a cop um, and so yeah. we then we know who he is yeah. i also love this moment when he leaves the plane uh the the rather attractive host uh, air hostess looks at him with a little side glance and he yeah. just walks past and it's like don't worry guys he's a matter of man but he could have stepped with if he wanted yeah. to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is make him like almost, like he's he loves his wife he wants to reconcile yeah. he could sleep with the air hostess if he wanted to <laughs> He had the option. <laughs> he sounded so Alan Partridge. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was challenging. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, also, again, think, thinking about the early stages, do you think Takagi should have just given up the code? I think so. Because <laughs> if he let him in the safe, would they have just filled their bags and left within half an hour? <clears throat> no. I think no. they would have nuked the building. Yeah, they do to, 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 put, to cover their escape, don't they? But yeah, they exactly. It's like he yeah. says, you know, you steal $600, you can disappear. You steal $600 million, they they're going to come find, find it. Yeah, they will find you. Yeah, yeah. But this is also, you know, um, I, I want to I talk about Alan Rickman a bit in this as well, because yeah. um, I know this is very cliched, I guess, really. It's very stupid, because Alan Rickman and Bruce Willis, the two kind of main protagonists in this film, are both absolutely brilliant in this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and they, I, I don't think one is better than the other. They do their roles absolutely perfectly. I, I, I love... I love Bruce Willis's smirk in this, yeah. that kind of little cheeky yeah. smile he's got. For some reason, it should be irritating, but it's not. But Alan Rickman, when when he first appears and he starts, he's got he just starts talking, and he's he's got this he's got his notepad, hasn't he? Or he's, he's reading file a fax. File fax, because yeah. it's the yeah. mid eighties. He's got a file fax. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and he's trying. He he doesn't. You think, God, this guy means fucking business. Excuse my French. This <laughs> guy means business right he's like oh this is terrifying and he, he talks to um he talks to what's his name Naka, nakatoa is that what's his name uh, to takagi to, oh, takagi where's yes. mr takagi yeah john phillips from london so nice suit i've got two myself i i hear i hear arafat goes there <laughs> yes. it's just a brilliant line yeah. and that's just a little throwaway line in there isn't it? But uh, it yeah. tells you about it tells you about the sophistication the kind of the what was well, the pretension as well the, the pretension, he, he's, yeah, he's a wonderful exactly yuppie it. terrorist and this is the thing as well is like so you you think terrorists and then you think um you know but immediately he says we're not terrorists we're here to steal no. your money so yeah. that almost one of the things you think would be a a a, 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 a rug pull where you you're you're watching the whole movie thinking oh these guys are you know trying to free terrorists they're they're evil yeah, it's like no yeah. no we're just doing the heist guys um <laughs> so even though that's their cover story and the real rug pull is the fact they're going to fake blowing up the building or kill the yeah, terrorists gonna, yeah just, exactly that's their real cover. that's their real so, cover story but yeah, and so they use, he uses it he uses it by giving out the names of terrorist groups that he wants released doesn't he like, that he's barely a, heard Asian of <laughs> I read it in time. Because yeah, Scarlett's like mouthing saying, Asian dog. <laughs> I read about that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's fantastic with that. Uh, but yeah, so it's, um, I, I'm going to yeah, jump into something else well, because this ties in very well with, um, with something we've been doing all year is watching cowboy films. Yeah. And this, in addition to being a very Christmas movie, it's a very cowboy movie. Um, it is, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, you know, John McClane is that gunslinger who comes yeah. into town. Um, and finds that bad guys have taken over. And in fact, as I mentioned, the terrorists, they don't come in in balaclavas and, and kind of, you know, and T-shirts with their with their um, you know, beliefs written on it. They come in they suits. Ca- they? they come in suits. And again, and even, again, um, Gruber doesn't even have a gun. He must have a pistol somewhere. But he mm. walks in in this long coat. He's very languid. He's like, yeah. again, he's like, you know, 
Herod in the Crick and the Dead. He's he owns the town already. <laughs> he's just and it's and again so and McLean again they they overtly discuss cowboy movies. Um, yeah, because he's called the Roy as well, isn't he? And yeah, because um, yeah, he, he makes yeah he says a uh, um, yeah yippee kaye and this kind of stuff. Yeah, but there's there's a there's a really good bit as well where he goes um oh is it you're not you can't you can't ride off in the sun with you're not John Wayne riding off in the sun with um Grace, Grace Kelly. Kelly yeah yeah and he goes oh it's Gary Cooper it's Gary, yeah because it, it is God. it is but it also I think we shows... knew that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's exactly that because it just shows that you know he's he's so in because he's accused immediately of being um you know an, another child of a bankrupt culture who seemed to yeah, be exactly and he yeah. goes Yes, he has seen all the westerns. He knows more yeah. westerns than you know. He yeah, knows it's exactly. Gary Cooper. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great moment. And that was actually in, that's in the final, wasn't it? When he's when he's got his gun, yeah, yeah, and he goes, and, and half of the half of the people that McLean kills, he kills by outdrawing them. Um, it does. It's, it's, that's it's, a good point. Yes, he uses he does. a couple. He, yeah, yeah, a couple. And the the final one is is literally a fast draw. And so it's it's fantastic that yeah he. And, and yeah, when it's also when he takes the bullets out of Gruber's gun when he does have the opportunity as well. That's another yeah. Western trope there as yeah. well, isn't it? Oh yeah, having the empty gun. Um, yeah, yeah, because he knows, and that's yeah. a standoff, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I'm just going to yeah. sit here and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah, that, brilliant. That, that moment too. I mean, I watched the first time I watched that movie. I was I, I was on the edge of my seat. I would again. I'd love to again have my watch memory of Die Hard wiped time, yeah. and watch the first because yeah. the moment when Gruber jumps down in front of McLean and you think. What is yeah. going to happen? I don't know. Is McLean going to get thought? He's never actually seen him. And no, then when Gruber, this is it, isn't yeah. it? You don't rem- yeah, you, 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 your mind is worried, thinking he's yeah. going to kill him. He's going to. Yeah. He's got an hostage. Gruber's taken. But what the hell's happened? This is not how a movie should go. And no. then it's uh, he starts putting on the accent. You think, oh my god, he's full. He's full <laughs> McLean. And then McLean <laughs> he turns the tables and all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. And that scene only goes on for about five minutes. But yeah. there's so many twists and turns in it. It's just it's such a perfect example of how to build tension but right? you know oh, but all that you know all that all that achieves is that gruber gets his bag of detonators back yeah and, yeah. and once once again that was all that needed to do is that mclean could just drop them um it's like yeah. but they set up an entire meeting of the two guys yeah. into a classic standoff yeah. just so they can basically move the plot on a little bit more because yeah. a lesser yeah. film would have a lesser film wouldn't have had the intelligence or the sophistication or the chutzpah or the or the downright fun to do that yeah it would have yeah. just it would have it would have invented something very contrived to just yeah he's just got yeah. them back that's and it that's, yeah and speaking of actually the detonators this is what also i really liked is that again in and this dad has so many imitators after that you know you mm. go and anything where you know a guy is hunting down people on a, on a, on a plate where it's a boat or a bus all this kind of stuff and yet John McClane is never really actively hunting down the terrorists, even though no. obviously when he meets them almost one-on-one or one-on-two, he, he always bests them because of course he does. Yeah. But he's trying he's, to hide, isn't he? Or exactly. get away. He, he has yeah. very credible motivations. His first mission is just sound the alarm. He's going to, to, to get the signal out or get the police. And he thinks, because when they arrive, he thinks, yeah. my job is done. I can then hold yeah. up to lie low yeah. and, and they'll solve yeah. the problem. And then he's kind of minimized losses of life. When, when hostages or policemen are in danger, then he tries to take out more terrorists to stop them. And then he get then it, but then he's he is ends up accidentally with the bag of detonators, which is the terrorist thing. So it ceased to become the terrorists trying to flush him out, and they really, really need to find him. Yeah, so now yeah, they're exactly. hunting him and trying to trying to lure him by threatening hostages. And then they, you know, they then the FBI get involved and they start to come in and they're going to blow up the roof. So he has to, you know, step up his protection. So everything he makes it becomes absolute mayhem. You know, the buildings are blowing up. He's leaping off a building yeah. with a hose around him. He's helicopters are flying around, and... and yet in every step he takes, he is not just chalking up terrorists one no, through twelve not, to get no. them. He is no. trying to either survive or protect people. And they just happens the only way to do that is to take out all the terrorists in the most explosive and dynamic ways possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but how explosive and how dynamic. Oh and oh, incredible. And, you know, we, we, we talk about the um the lack of CGI in films from the eighties and, and the early nineties. But there's a little there's a couple of scenes that are kind of not maybe not CGI, but they're kind of green screen, aren't they? And all that kind yeah. of stuff. But but I love it. I just love it. And um I say this reminded me, but the long um the long kiss goodnight reminded me of what I love about that analog stunt personship just yeah. blowing things up and you know if a if a helicopter crashes they've had to purchase a real helicopter and they've crashed it off a building and you think yeah. no amount of cgi can replicate that 
it's got heft, it's got depth, it's got weight to it, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I do tend to find that my disillusion with a lot of modern films is that the CGI, it's just not, it's just not the same. You know, why spend half a billion dollars making a film about big blue aliens in a world that doesn't exist when you could blow up a helicopter in a building? <laughs> what the hell? That's far more impressive, right? Oh, yeah. Build a building and bloody well blow it up. Get, get a helicopter... And to crash it, right? Just have someone hanging off the side of a building. Do it. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's what you want. Uh, speaking of, of tactile as well, I will say again, for the fact that the henchmen, again, it may be because you know, I've seen this movie so many times, it's blazed my mind, but I think the henchmen are very memorable individually too. <laughs> they, yeah, uh, they don't get lost, do they? They, they? they don't blur into each other. Yeah. Uh, even like when they, yeah, they, um, you know, the, the guys who have to get this rocket launch going. It's quite exciting <laughs> it, when they do it, that. You think, you yeah. think, because again, when, when the police attack for the first time, they're, they're easily seen off by the, the gang. But the, yeah. there's a real tension to it too, because the gang are like running along and getting the, yeah, the, the, the missile launcher ready. Yeah. yeah, and all this kind of stuff. It's like, and they end up getting a bit annoyed and, oh, just leave it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like, a, oh, go, 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 go. Um, although I will say, I will say the most relatable moment I've ever seen is when Uli, the um, the terrorist with the goatee, he's he's getting ready to fight and he thinks, I'm by, I'm by a whole stack of candy bars. I'm having them. And he just yeah. starts digging in and eating all the chocolate. I think if I'd you know, taken over a building and had carte blanche, I'd probably just eat all the chocolate too. Because like, it would stop you. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> little things, right? Yeah. Little little vignettes, little moments um, that just make the film what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's those little things. I what I um I I love. I love the way that the um, each character in the film, each main character in the film is introduced. They all have their little introduction, don't they? They all have a little scene. So yeah. Al's scene is in the um, in the off license or the, the the shop, and he's going he's buying loads of like cakes and drinky eggs. Buying all the drinkies, yeah. And um, you know he's, he gets the call to say there's you know there's, uh, something's happening at, at um, the, the the tower and everything everything like that and he's like oh, okay well, I better go and see it and you just get that little sense of and that's his intro bit that's that's him being introduced to it and then there's the when the FBI when the FBI agents turn up and they, they go yeah this is I, I'm Agent Johnson this is Agent Johnson no relation you know <laughs> yeah again that doesn't the script doesn't have to have them having the same names does it yeah. <laughs> they could really call anything why have they called the same names and there's Think they, they have good lines in it as well where they're talking about you know you need authority how about the united states government give you authority and he's in the plane saying this reminds me of saigon and the other guy says i was in high school asshole <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant oh, just really, little, he, he calls, that, he calls like up that. for the helicopter he goes this is jason johnson here no the other one yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah this is agent johnson here. yeah no the other one yeah exactly <laughs> But what what did he say? What did the person on the other line and like <laughs> <Yeah>. say? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like what the handsome one or the knobhead or the asshole? Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> you can read into it, can't you? And yeah. um, the the uh, the the um, the lieutenant who tries oh. to take over and is an absolute ass. But again, played by Paul Gleason, who's Paul literally Gleason, yeah. he's, he's stepped off the Breakfast Club because he's the same character. <laughs> Dwayne T. Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, just, yeah, I'm Dwayne yeah. T. Robinson. Yeah, I'm in charge. De- 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 Deputy Jordan. <laughs> Yeah. And, the, and the last we see of him is like when he's trying to um, spell out Asian Dawn to the people saying, we need to release Asian Dawn. No, yeah. D-A-W-N. <laughs> and then there's um, there's William Atherton, the um, the TV anchor. Yeah, um, once again, all you have, all need to show is, yeah, he's the guy from Ghostbusters. Just, you know you don't like him already. He's got the same awesome. role in Ghostbusters. I know mean, he's, he's the mayor's kind of um environmental right, advice, environmental yeah. yeah exactly but it's the same role isn't it and there's just a great unlikable it's just yeah just smarmy and unlikable and um there's the there's the scene where they're talking about um they get this they get this this expert in the in the uh, in the studio and he's obviously really dull and they're just talking and talking and talking and he mentions helsinki and then the, the, the anchor says that's in sweden yes <laughs> and the other person says it, it's it's Finland actually. Oh, and yeah. he's just, it's but absolute... the weird thing was he the, the expert was discussing Stockholm syndrome, but he called it Helsinki syndrome. <laughs> yeah. And Stockholm is in Sweden. It's like, yeah. 
it's, just so weird. it's so weird but again little things like that but the, the direction is really kinetic as well yeah. everything's also, moving that, that's, all the that time that scene is also interspersed because they're showing the news clips around this and the expert is going yes there's the, the Helsinki syndrome where they form a bond with their captors and they were, there's even examples of them hugging their te- terrorists at the end of a siege and at that moment they're carting off Ellis's dead body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the just going oh my god they're going to kill us all we haven't discussed Ellis. Ellis, I mean, in a we've talked how how sleazy Dwayne Robinson is, how officious the FBI are, and what Ellis last is person, worse, isn't it? Yeah. Richard Thornburg is. Ellis is just the cream of the crop. He's just just so ridiculous. Yeah, goes, I you know I do business. I I I close multi million dollar businesses. I know how to talk to these people. Sprickensy talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a brilliant line. Uh, so you, so that's the thing. Die Hard. So Die Hard is thrilling. Yeah. It's tension filled isn't it yeah, you know you're yeah. it's edge of the seat tension it's action-packed and on top of all of that it's bloody funny oh yeah how, how does it do it i here's one thing i was gonna make you mentioned um again uh al powell who again is, is a fan he's fantastic buddy cop almost thing with with um, yeah with yeah. john mcclain but i would say in a movie that features a man wearing a gun in a shoulder holster on an airplane um yeah. just random yeah. pictures of topless ladies on, yeah, on the yeah. wall uh what else was there of the fact that someone is showing off they've got a cd player in their in their limo <laughs> yeah. the thing that ages this movie the most is the fact that al is is confessing to mcclain saying oh i'm behind a desk now why, why is that then yeah. i made a mistake when i was a rookie i shot a kid a 13 year old kid who just had a toy gun and everyone's like oh that's a bit bad isn't it it's like yeah, yeah. Shot you, st- a kid. <laughs> you shot a 13 year old like, you're you still should... working you've been jailed yeah. i know it was like yeah i, I know <laughs> the uh, la police accidentally shooting children it's like yeah exactly again al has that the only, he has the a great redemption thing is he didn't say he died i died in my in my head kind of now al pal just kind of clipped yeah. it and he had, a, he had a funny story <laughs> and yeah al just definitely. couldn't get over it just, yeah. yeah yeah he couldn't go over i don't it, like yeah. to see i think of al as a 13 year old child in there, right? <laughs> no no i don't think i don't think he is let's leave it at that but you know everyone at the end gets redemption as well don't they that's he the finds thing. Al his gets... vote, yeah Argyle gets redemption. Well, not he doesn't need redemption, but he has his moment, doesn't he, when he slams yes. into the ambulance, which, by the way, wasn't there at the start of the film. Ooh, <laughs> was <love> it? <laughs> yeah, it's, there's no ambulance in the uh, in the car park at the bottom of the building at the start of the film when the terrorists turn up. That but is there true. is the end. <laughs> Where did it come from? I also wonder why. About halfway through the film, on the uh, intercom system on the walkie-talkies that yeah. um, that John McClane is using to talk to Al, suddenly. Hans Gruber doesn't get involved in it because up until that point he's listening in to everything that John McClane is saying. Yeah, I thought that too. And, and then suddenly to he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. When it matters, Hans maybe Hans Gruber's too busy at that point. Speaking of which, this is the fantastic moment: is that again Hans Gruber has spent the the entire movie trying to get leverage over McClane. And because of the, what Richard Thornburg did, he finally works out that Holly is his wife. And because, uh, yeah. of course, again, once again, pays off. She's using her maiden name. She just says, my name's Holly Gennaro. So we can't make the connection, can't make the connection um, which the ties into everything. But again, he um, he finds out she's his wife and he's like, bingo. You know, I yeah. may have lost seven of my 12 guys, but I've <laughs> yeah. got him now. Yeah. So but it's the way gra- he goes. Welcome. Uh, Mrs. McLean. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, he, so he grabs her and then he's, he's down in the vault um, and he's like, uh, John McLean, I've got someone who wants to see you. But at which point, McLean's been attacked by Carl, so they beat each other up and he's not on the radio. He's like, McLean, hello? <laughs> yeah. Hello? It's like the one thing that would end. Because if, if he said he had Holly at prisoner, McLean would have to give up, but he can't talk to. to him. Yeah, he can't talk to Carl's him. Yeah. Ass, and it's <laughs> That's genius. It is genius, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, we need to be so yeah, the last thing I'll stop is that the Eddie, the, the, the fake doorman they get in, is <laughs> yeah. he, whether he is, a, again, one of the German gang putting on an American accent or an American they've hired, he is so ostentatiously American. It's like yeah, arouse no suspicion because he's at, he's, at the, uh, he's at the thing when Al comes to talk to him. He's like, I got a gang of 50 bucks on this basketball game. And says, Call, no, no trouble at all. Just call it a time. And it's clearly like, sound very American, Eddie, because it'll arouse no suspicion. Yeah. And Al probably just uh... left thinking, hey, He's a bit of a weird guy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. But, yeah, but we should again. Let them, I, I could speak about industrialization and men's fashions <laughs> all day. But work must take precedence. How Christmassy is this movie? And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to back you up. Very. It's very. It's Christmas. very Christmas. It's very Christmassy from the. Um, the weather outside is frightful, and then um, well, that's the end. That's that's how it. Closes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but it's um, but that that's a perfect ending as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Right? It's a perfect when Argyle storms in with his 
limousine yeah. and then drives them off. Just, into the, oh, into it's the, perfection. Yeah. I, 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 goosebumps on goosebumps at that moment. And all of the money is raining down from the sky. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's not, that isn't a Christmas thing, but it's just brilliant. Yeah. I think it's an incredibly Christmassy film. It feels really Christmassy, weirdly. Yeah, yeah the, well, the very beginning, the jingle bells is, is yeah. over it, but it's used to rack up tension because it's, yeah. it's, it's LA, so there's no snow. It's not it's not a, a snowy Christmas scene. No, it isn't. Even it's though Los they're Angeles, trying. Or California. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're trying. They're putting up Christmas trees and they've got Santa yeah. hats. So they're trying to, but it's not. But that jingle, jingle, jingle shows you it's Christmassy, but not all is well. Um, Absolutely. And, and yeah, so you, when you've got the, the family reuniting, that's a huge Christmassy theme. Yeah, um, yeah. You've got the presents. Then, he's bought the presents, the big teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, but also, again, the paraphernalia he's using to, 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 to fight the gang. The, his first kill, he pops a Santa hat on him. So, and yeah, the, he the, does. The line, oh, now oh, oh. I have a machine gun. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh. I love that line. I, yeah, I remember brilliant. watching it thinking oh, that is the like delivery, that. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's absolute genius. Beginning, he's got a little Santa on the corpse. Um, yeah, he, he uses Christmassy packing tape to secure his gun for the final showdown. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, uh, and everything, everything is wrapped around Christmas. Yeah, they, everyone wants to go home for Christmas. They yeah, can't. They, they, they shut. They shut down the city grid to yeah. cut power off. Um, you can't do that on every, Christmas Eve. I know they're saying like actually, they, I think they mentioned the fact it's Christmas Eve. Like there's turkeys in the oven. I was yeah. thinking oh, it's yeah. also like life support machines. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> There's other good reasons not to shut down a city grid, <laughs> but like the turkey won't be cooked. So. Uh, but also the 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 um the musical motifs in the background all play off, yeah. Um, f- you know Christmas carols, don't they? They yeah. they, they switch them up a bit, they slow them down, they make them more sinister. But yeah. they're all they're all the same motifs, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Which is it's, really it's, clever. It's very good as a soundtrack, but the soundtrack is also again that high octane uh, beat. And the moment when the gang again make their score, they, they've actually achieved their goal, and the mm. vault has opened, and they see again not only all the Liberty Bonds, which is what you'd expect in a yeah. in a yeah, vault. They, they see all these they see all these statues and stuff. It's like yeah, and paintings, like, didn't they? Yeah, so it's like the uh, the Nakatomi Plaza has also got like the Pharaoh's tomb as well, which is wonderful when they break into it. And yeah. the music then is like Ode to Joy, and they're yeah, so it is, happy. Yeah, it is. Well, the gang yeah. is just literally like they, they one of them goes off and he like passes by a sphinx and he just gives a little ding off her kind of bronze bust bosom and they're just, they're just it's so wonderful because they're all like so happy and they're like stuffing their bags with the money and even hans groomer's like grinning and saying merry christmas and it's like yeah. uh, it's such a great christmasy moment yeah exactly and they talk about miracles don't they that the, oh, yes. the, uh you know you ask for a miracle and i present to you the fbi oh yeah, yeah. and they yeah, again when they when they take out the policeman theo was saying because the night before christmas north exactly. of the house there was four guys in bounding overwatch two by two formation yeah, yeah. The so yeah. yeah i mean they're all very aware what when it is so that the, it's the, very the aware yeah is, the paraphernalia is there the theme there again because it goes home the family is reunited at the very yeah, end absolutely um, so yeah i think it's a very christmasy movie and i uh, i have watched it on christmas eve and thoroughly enjoyed it and i think um the you know when at, at the end i mentioned it when all of the money all of the bonds are ripped up because of the explosions and they're, yeah. they're falling down it's snow isn't it that's yes, the thing yeah. it's supposed to be snow and they drive off um and you know we watched the end of tombstone and it's that kind of scene isn't it it's the end of a wonderful life as well it's loads it's just it's a it's brilliant it's yeah. very christmassy it's just brilliant yeah it's uh i can't we could go on longer Any, anything else we're burning to say about die hard but um well i, I mean we could yeah. <laughs> loads i suppose we, we, yeah, what, what, what have we what have we got what have we missed it's just <laughs> well i mean the other thing is it you know it was a huge success yeah but from no 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 expectation this was going to be as successful as it was i mean the only thing is bruce willis was paid five million dollars to be in this film and and that was a huge amount and basically there was people thought that was hilarious that yeah. they would be paying a TV star because at the time TV and film were slightly different, right? As they don't bleed into each other in the way that they do now, and yeah. and people thought that is an absolutely terrible investment, absolutely terrible. You know, Schwarzenegger turned it down, Stallone turned it down, loads of people turned it down. But Bruce Willis could only do this film, right? You know, you can't see any other actor in this. And what I love about it is Bruce Willis isn't. I mean, he's look get me don't get me wrong he's he's a better physical specimen than i am yeah he could kick your ass <laughs> he could kick my ass but he's not arnold schwarzenegger yeah, and, he's and, not yeah. and, it's, and it's important that he isn't 
Yeah, but it kind of broke the mold, then, didn't it? Because it pre- did. prior to this, it you did. had your Conans, yeah. Terminator, exactly. Rambo, yeah. very tough, muscly guys um, who were not everyman. No, even, no. even even Rocky, who you know is, is down on his uppers, is not quite an everyman because he's an incredible fighter. Yeah. Um, but Bruce Willis, for all the fact he is a, a cop and and again quite you know he's, he's very 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 well, he's fit isn't he? he's fit but he's yeah. also very every man it's a, yeah, he like, is. yeah. I, th- I suppose he's close enough that people in the in the in the audience could imagine you can't really imagine your james bond without a huge leap of imagination no. but no. here you could think oh i get stuck in a building yeah i could use my wits and my wiles to, yeah, to sneak exactly. around yeah, you wouldn't exactly. you'd get murdered get killed you'd get absolutely murdered yeah i'd die quicker than ellis but <laughs> <laughs> but the dream is there. Yeah, he's he's very everyman. He's almost schlubby, and he and he almost admits it. Like he he goes in his first meeting with his wife when he's meant to charm her, He puts his foot in, it and he knows he has. As soon as they've had the argument, and he's he goes, wrong, oh, isn't he? He's oh, banging what? his head against the window, yeah. saying, "Oh, you idiot, John! Why did you keep your mouth shut?" Yeah, um, exactly. Because all he wanted to do was say, "I love you, Holly. Can we go home and be a family?" Yeah. And he just has to go. There's just one thing that's niggling at me. I'm gonna get this out of my chest first. <laughs> <laughs> what did you use your mate what, what's with the name yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like an idiot and he's right he is an idiot but you can't see you can't see schwarzenegger after um john mcclain has walked across the glass going into the bathroom oh. and you know tying up his leg sob it you can't see schwarzenegger doing that can you you can't see because, stallone yeah. doing that because that conversation he has when as he's, he's ripping the glass off his feet he is basically thinking he's gonna die that you yeah. think that his, his his thing is when he'd be saying i'm in a bad place al i don't think i'm coming out of this can you tell yeah. my wife this because he does think yeah, exactly. i've got nothing left now i've, I've literally run over a broken glass and yeah. I, I can't i can't beat them they will yeah. get me i'm gonna die and you think oh, this is this is this is low and uh it's low yeah it is and i think in that regard it it matters that bruce willis wasn't the major star at the time it matters yeah. Yeah. that because in some respects if someone like Schwarzenegger was in this, or I don't know, you know, um, or Sylvester Stallone, you'd kind of know they're not going to die. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, I mean, you, you know, we've seen this so many times, so we know what's going to happen. But when you're watching this first time, you don't know anything about. You don't know who Bruce Willis is. You don't know who John McClane is. You don't. This isn't a sequel to a film. This isn't a franchise film. Yeah. This is Die Hard. Yeah. It's and just what, what, yeah, what I like about it, um, <laughs> first thing I like about the fact when when this film was parodied, um, people who've not seen it assume the character's name is Die Hard. It's like, why is Die Hard doing that? But um, <laughs> again, given given this was originally in developments like Tower Heist or something, it was yeah. offered to Frank Sinatra. I like the fact it's called Die Hard because if you like, that's McLean's most enduring feature is that yeah. he just is very he, he, very he takes, difficult to kill. Yeah, he takes a lot. <laughs> he's he's elusive <laughs> and tough. And it's not that he's the strongest guy in the building, no, yeah. or he's the, again, he's the most, he's, he's not like special forces good at no, fighting. No, he isn't. He no. just doesn't give up because he won't give up. And again, that's that's almost Christmassy too, is that idea of you'll yeah. hang in there. You know, yeah, don't, don't don't lose faith. Stick with it. You will be reunited with your family if you just, you know, don't don't uh, give an inch. And he doesn't. It's, um, I think it was he's, really good. He's resourceful, isn't he? That's yes, what he is. Yeah. You know, he's like he uses he uses um, screwdrivers to stop fans so he can get through them. He uses guns as a kind of leverage to hang outside of a building. You know, he jumps. He, the bit oh, where that, he's that, that the, my the lift favorite, shaft yeah. when he uses oh, the, the, the strap of the, yeah. of the gun on the lift that, shaft. That is so <laughs> so squirmy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You think oh, that's really clever? You just you brace you use your gun's yeah. extension stop to yeah. brace it. You slide yourself down on the on the strap. Yeah, except it's genius. Yeah, <laughs> and he has to swing. He's like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and then he's crawling through the, the the shafts, isn't it? This 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 is what a TV dinner must feel like. Then yeah, it's just yeah. you know, and he's getting shot. He's just he's he's in trouble, isn't he? He's yeah. in trouble. I suppose actually, here's here's something I noticed too is that um, it's again another great feature is giving him the radio that he's using to call for help, which which cues him in to talk to Hans. So they, they, he gets to have yeah. so many scenes, seen or unseen, with the villain, and then he gets to talk to Al. So he's mm. always communicating because actually the moments when he's doesn't have that it's it's almost it's harder to pull off because it's just john talking to himself and you can only yeah. do that for a little bit yeah, before he turns into we... like discussing wilson the volleyball because <laughs> yeah, exactly. after nakatomi's killed <laughs> he, he, mm. he's one saying john why why did you not stop him because you'd be dead too that's why and it's like, and it's like yeah, he needs yeah. to tell he, that so the audience needs to, yeah you needed someone else and actually i was watching this with them with the missus and we had the same conversation which is he's gonna start being weird <laughs> if he doesn't soon get someone to talk to and yeah. of course obviously the missus had never seen this before which is insane oh. so she was she was thinking that's not exactly right. what the plot was about to do which yeah. is great because you think yeah. well that's logical then isn't it fantastic and it just moves it on yeah yeah even it even comes to the fact because he, he, he very quickly gets a radio off uh when he kills carl's brother um 
but yeah. uh, he also then they just they acknowledge the fact that he tried to steal his shoes, but he had very small feet. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so there's even a scene where John McClane has his as a, a, a small shoe half on his foot and he kicks off in disgust. It's yes. like they even thought the fact that he would try at some point to replace his shoes. Yeah, yeah, and they showed it, and they can't just have him go, oh, it doesn't fit. They have to say nine million terrorists in the world, and I have to choose one with smaller feet than me. Yeah, feet smaller than my sister. <laughs> feet smaller than my sister. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So even there's a little quip just to yeah. show you that he's tried and he can't fit. It's not a quip that makes much sense because does a sister have unusually small feet? Women would normally have a small foot. Like what? What? What does yeah, sister's feet leap to mind? Carl's brother looks pretty big. I know. I know. Well, maybe that's why you know he's uh, he's got in uh, insecure because you know he's a uh, he's a big man with small feet. Indeed. Well, maybe wish that's I, how. Wish I had small feet. <laughs> Do you know why? That's probably why he fell down the stairs and broke his neck because he was. Yes. He was unable. They even thought of that. He he can't balance on the stairs because he's got great big shoulders and tiny feet, and he went over like a top. And that's how John McClane survived, and he didn't. Perfect. Anyway, so yeah. another um, plot hole wrapped up there. The the, the um. I'm just thinking, what, what's, what is the most valuable player of this film? And I don't mean individual actors. Is it the acting? Is it the characterization? Is it the plot? Is it the script? Is oh. it the direction? Oh. You know, what, what, what's the one thing that makes this film this film? That's a very good question. Because it, it's it's a wonderful concoction of elements. It is. Isn't it? While you dwell on that, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. pick up at a point you were saying about the balance between Rickman and Willis, because that yeah. was perfect. And it's interesting. Yeah. Rickman's subsequent two films, he was in Quigley Down Under as a villain, of and I was, felt yeah. then there wasn't enough Rickman in it. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Yet, and then he was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where there was all the Rickman you'd ever need because yeah. he was fantastic. But he yeah, was the fantastic. he was the most memorable thing in. So there wasn't enough Robin Hood in it. Yeah, this true. movie strikes the back because when Bruce Willis was on the screen, I never think I wish they'd stop showing him and get to um, yeah, Hans exactly. Gruber. And when Hans Gruber was there, I wasn't again. Gets move on and get back to yeah, the thing. It, and when true. they were both there, it was fantastic. So it yeah. was in a very nicely balanced. Um, so maybe I've answered it. It's, it's, it's the stars. If those two were in a, a worse plotted film. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't. It would be good, and you'd think, but would it rocket them to stardom? Because it was. I always think a movie is based on its plot. I think you could have you could have had worse actors with this plot, and it would still be great. I think you could have had these actors with a worse story, and it wouldn't be as good. I, I think, yeah, uh, um, that that would be me. Uh, for me, it's the it's it's not just the script, but it's the way the script moves from scene to scene. And so, so for me, it's it's the way that the script is kind of realised. I think really, that's, that's a bit of a cop out because that encompasses a couple of things. But yeah. the way the script is realised in the film, I think, is genuinely perfect. Almost, almost the one of the best, if not the best, example of how to make the perfect action plot Absolutely, and yeah. imbue it with with great great characters, with actors who you know maybe not weren't particularly well known at the time or, or or not that known but just were just the the right actors they were just the right actors right yeah you know and they were absolutely on the top the top of their game i mean i'd forgotten that alan rickman was in robin hood prince of thieves and he's bloody brilliant in that and yeah. obviously he's brilliant in quickly down under as well and i think they were they were his first three films or something they were yeah this is insane villain, isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah, and then he moves. He, you know, truly madly deep. He's good as well, yeah. and it shows a bit more of his kind of soft yeah. side. It's just a what a loss, right? But the oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think the, the interesting thing is, um, in in Prince of Thieves, he knew and admitted as such. He knew it was a silly film, and that's why yeah. he was playing it as pantomime and playing yes, it as fantastic pantomime. Yeah. This, I think, again, there was a respect for the material, um, even though again, it 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 can caper, it can go into almost funny caper, but they 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 never play it like it's stupid. They never uh, do. They, they, no, they never it's, do. It's played straight, even in. The moments when you get again Johnson and Johnson are just two FBIs with the same name. It's not played as in they don't get a song and dance routine. No, Johnson they don't. No, and they Johnson. Don't. Um, yeah. So, so the, you're right. The humour in this, it, it's never about that. Humour is never derogatory. Yeah. About you know the fact that he's German or anything like that. It the humour is contextual and scenario based, isn't it? You yeah. know, a lot of it's visual gags. To, to, the fact, to the fact that McLean keeps running into the same topless poster, <laughs> yeah, which, is, exactly. which is, is both funny, but also orientates us to the fact that he's he's being chased in circles. And I suppose yeah, in one, circles, yeah. One more thing I did want to mention is the fact that um, and this all comes out again to the plot and the kind of the full tilt direction of it. Uh, I remember reading that again. Kurosawa's strength in the Seven Samurai was he spent a long time orientating us to the village so that when yeah. the final battle takes place, yeah. you, you know you where everything is. You yeah. need to think about it. You know where the, the safe yeah. places are, where the angles are. It's the same with this building. Mm -hmm. We spent a long time working out 
you know, where the, where the floors are, how to get around it, the fact that the elevators work in certain ways, that we know this only certain ways in and out of everything. So when the when it all kicks off, we're aware of the limitations and the possibilities of McLean has. Yeah. And I think that's we're not lost. Yeah, and it's because it's the building, it's so contained in the other way, is that you know it's not going to end up in a chase down the street. And I think a lot of movies try and do that. You get something like, I don't yeah. know, Con Air, when it's contained yeah. in, the, in the airplane. And then they think, well, let's just have a chase at the end. And it really <laughs> is. It and they, it, and they, didn't it? It's yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's 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 those things like if it's in the building, make it all about the building. It ends with yeah. the, with that bad guy getting dropped off the building. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it does. And, and even that and, scene's absolutely bloody brilliant because even oh. then, Alan Rickman is just he's, what a thespian. He's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> well, they didn't tell him they were going to cut the wire. At that no, point. I did. Yeah, so they they, kept, they counted to three but didn't get to three. Yeah, so, so well, worth for playing it straight because I'll, I'll be going down and saying you didn't count that three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd have ruined the take. What a pro! Uh, but yeah, I think I think you're right too. That um, well, not an Bruce Willis is also now retired from movies, so they're well, um, he is, isn't he? Yeah. they're both. They, he was announced it and everything, so they're both. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we got we got we got this Stone Cold classic off them anyway. We did, we did. <clears throat> um, and <clears throat> I mean, Die Hard Two's pretty good. Die, Isn't it? Inter- it's not die, bad. It's not I bad. I mean, it, it doesn't hold. Die, I mean, hard, th- die hard three is pretty good too. One, pretty two and three too. are pretty good, and I think. Um, yeah, I think so. The interesting about the all the diehards is that they were never written as a franchise. They're, again, this was again mm. a, a novelization set as film it, and yeah. then almost every subsequent diehard is there's a film going around in production somewhere. If we skin it as diehard, you know, let's just take out the uh, the lead character, make him John McClane. Oh, We've really? got another diehard. So yeah. there's, so I, I, as far as I'm aware, I mean, they may have changed with the later ones where they're just knocking them out now. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, yeah. the early ones, it's just that they've they've got a movie that involves a cop or a hero, and they think, well, let's make him John McClane, and we've got another Die Hard movie. Ah, so they've never had like a writing team sit down as you would, I guess, for I don't know what do they write for the Jurassic Park franchise, yeah, Star Wars, yeah, whatever it is, saying yeah. we are going to write the next Die Hard. How do we write the next mm. Die Hard? Um, it feels like they've all come about quite organically, which is why I think they're so randomly hit and miss, and, and yeah. certainly coming off the boil now. Um, well, they are now, yeah. I think yeah. I think Die Hard with a Vengeance is pretty underrated, actually. I really it's enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really and good. And interestingly, was the making of Samuel L. Jackson. He says himself, yeah. he says, everybody who saw Pulp Fiction loved it, but nobody saw Pulp Fiction. Everybody saw Die yeah. Hard 3, and that's yeah. where I became famous. Yeah, uh, and he's great in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, brilliant. He's um, fantastic. Well, there we go. I mean, pff, I feel exhausted. We haven't even done that much on this, but there's just so, there's so much more to do. We've got to end at we, some point, haven't we? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is I mean, this is probably the most haphazard recounting because you have to be. If you have to, just you have to kind of dive in and pick out the pick and mix. <laughs> if we were to go through this bit by bit theme by theme we'd be here yeah. it's, it's <laughs> we so much and it, and it should be studied if, if you were going to make an action movie yeah, i think so this is top of your list if you're going to study cinema this is top of your list and well, i i yeah. look forward and, to watching it again with people who've never seen it before well it was quite a ride watching it with um the missus who had never seen it it was quite a ride and i was very jealous actually the, the uh, first time ex- i watched yeah the first time i watched yeah. it was with itv commercials the swearing yeah. debbed out and the yeah. news at 10 in between and yeah. i was uh, still riveted that would have been the first time that i watched it as well how did what did they what how they used to dub the yippie um Kimosabi. Yippie <laughs> Kimosabi. <laughs> yeah like yeah Kimosabi or monkey father or something like that <laughs> just Island absolutely crap. <laughs> yeah it's brilliant uh, oh yeah absolutely fantastic there we go um what we please dear listener um get yourself some semtex and um <laughs> and if you're having a bad christmas or the in-laws are getting your nerves <laughs> just blow them up <laughs> or at least try and hope there isn't a john mcclain type character in the house hiding in the attic um i like the fact uh, that your first attempt to add color has gonna get us cancelled for <laughs> inciting violence and terrorism uh, we the, do not approve the use of semtex in any <laughs> No, I think other types of dynamite. I mean, dynamite was, is another type of dynamite, isn't it? There was C four. C four was what he used. Mm. What's that? Isn't that just Semtex four? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and, sem- uh, do you spell Semtex with a C? I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I do hope no one monitors these podcasts because this is yeah. sending up all kinds of flags. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got a listener. If you want it's if your homeland yeah. security. And you're listening to us. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> We've got a listener. Word of mouth is how this podcast gets around. <laughs> Anyway, so you gave us a lovely trail off. Let's take a pause, give it its scores, and let you get back to your Christmas niece. Peace. Uh-huh. Beast? Beast <laughs> your Christmas mise en scene. <laughs> oh, marvellous. <laughs> <laughs>
lifeless charred bodies of your <laughs> loved ones have been cleaned up. I don't know. Um, Keep it alive, it's Christmas. Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it really? We're going to be talking about um, the scores on the doors and, and whether, whether Die Hard is a festive film. Um, yeah, shall I go first? Go on, give, you surprise us. I'm going to go with the quality of the film first. Five disembodied crumpy heads. There's nothing more to say, is there? I mean, come on, what else is there to say? Imagine if we gave it a two after all that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. You wouldn't trust us anymore, would you? Dear oh, lose all credibility. Yeah. Um, festivities. Look, <clears throat> I think this is definitely a Christmas film. It's a very Christmassy film. It's not the most Christmassy film. Don't get me wrong. It's not, um, it, I don't know, it's not It's not Santa Claus the movie or um, The Gospel According to St. Matthew by uh, Pasolini, the actual birth of Christ. No, it's Die Hard. It's four festive jingle bells. Oh, very good. Uh, for my part, yep, five disembodied crumbly heads. What's more to say? I wish we could give it more. It is an absolute gem. It's one of the best films that we've ever reviewed on this. Um, absolutely love it. Couldn't recommend highly enough. In terms of Christmassy, I mean, I think it's it, the, the only thing that takes away a jingle bell is the fact that it's it's got so many other references to there it's a, it's a cop movie it's a war movie it's a cowboy movie it's it's, it's a heist movie mm. it's a thriller it's a cat and mouse everything else on top of it means it could never be a holy christmas movie in the way that like a dedicated christmas movie could be so i think four jingle bells is right it is very christmasy it's just so much more than that as well yeah. and the final thing if if the i do wish the apocryphal story is true of a student in the exam who was sitting his english exam and couldn't answer the essay so instead submitted the uh, terrorist and diehard in order which they were killed <laughs> really yeah oh, apparently so brilliant. i read that i thought respect oh respect i, I wish i'd done absolutely i'd give an a if they got it right <laughs> yeah if they got it right <laughs> you bastard but, uh, but then then until next time um, oh, yeah. which will be tomorrow because we're, we're cranking them out here indeed um, the 12 terrorists too i'm thinking that's it's a very oh, uh interesting 12 apostles it? 12 oh, days of Christmas, 12 terrorists to kill look at that oh, um, it gets better yeah well he would be jesus wouldn't he there you go layer on layer <laughs> we, we are we are reading things in the film that aren't there <laughs> And with that, we'd better let you go because we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, have a very happy and a very healthy weekend at Crumbies. Good evening, all. Weekend at Crumbies. I was I was watching something with with um, Ryan Reynolds, and he mentioned all his movies, and the movies flashed up on the screen he's been in, and one of it was Smoking Aces. And I just talked to him saying, "Oh, Smoking Aces! I'd forgotten he was in that. I really enjoyed Smoking mm. Aces." Within oh, a no. week. Within a week, our Amazon was recommending. Have you seen Smoking Aces? Like, yeah, I'm not. That's no coincidence. That's no, sinister. that isn't. I'm not keen on that at yeah. all. That's very disturbing. It's surveillance in all but name. Wait, it's 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 actual surveillance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's surveillance. including the name. It's surveillance in name. It's surveillance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah surveillance. <laughs> yeah, but if if you just say it's surveillance, that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't have, have the, the gravitas or the it? cultural yeah, yeah, significance. <laughs> you don't think of George Orwell, then, do you? No, no, you don't. No, you don't. It, I tell you, nineteen eighty four would have been a lot, a lot shorter. Winston <laughs> <laughs> right. Smith gets a telly. He's quite happy about it. <laughs> Meets uh, a bird, gets some rats. <laughs> Everyone's a winner.